Nicholas Delahanty, we invited you to watch Purple Rain with us, the movie about a pop star waiting for his dad to die so he can become king. We start... Right? That's how it works? Hmm. We start and end every show uh, by saying at least one nice thing about the topic. We call it the compliment sandwich. As the guest, you have to go first. What is your major compliment? Uh, My major compliment for this is that uh, I like that Prince taught Batman how to disappear. Oh, yeah. He he ghosts hard. (laughs) Oh, that ghost was so delicious. He's he's like a sex ghost. (laughs) I don't know if sex ghost is really a compliment. I think everything Prince does is mostly about sex. Succubus. Yeah. That's the technical term. (laughs) Oh, okay. That is a sex ghost. Are you... This is when... Which of these times... What time... What are you talking about? Oh, it's the first time he meets... Apollonia, Apollonia, and yeah. he just does this long creep in giant, uh, like half John Lennon, half Elton John sunglasses. Uh-huh. They're and, so proportionally magical. And by the time she <laughs> turns around to say, "Hey, I liked your song too," because they're because Morris Day and the Time is on right now, and they're they're getting the people going, he is right. already gone. I, okay, because he also does like a fake ghost with her. He does the thing where she keeps trying to get on his motorcycle, and he drives a little bit, and she can't, which is. <laughs> Really I'm not great. sure that's ghosting, Alex. It's, it's like <laughs> that's a how, of if that's ghosting. how you ghost, you've never ghosted, which is a fun thing. <laughs> but I would I, like to take a ride on your motorcycle, if so. <laughs> I just really enjoy that uh, that prank. I never not. It's never not funny for you to drive a little bit when someone's trying to get in the car. In my opinion, yeah, they like reach out and you're like. Beep. Have just, you ever been the person where the car is the you're the one being pranked and you're like, oh, that is really funny though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is very. It's genuinely funny. Oh, I see. I don't think it's funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> it seems easy. Like, and even when I'm watching it happen to other people, I like get a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's something about. Uh, I think it's actually the best that I've ever seen. It is with Prince because it's like you're. Like, you're a sex machine. How are you also this childish? <laughs> I mean, of all the mean things that he does to her, that's pretty but low on the totem pole. It's just, True. Oh, it's so True. many ruffled layers of masculinity and posturing masculinity. It's amazing. <laughs> There's so much going on. <laughs> Chris, why don't you puff up your masculinity and give us a compliment next? Oh, yeah, because I want to talk about the slickest cat in the game, Morris Day, Morris Day of the Morris time. Day and the Time. He is ostensibly <laughs> the villain in this movie, but damn, that is one cool cat. I he, would love. He has a throwback like zoot suit on, yep. and he's like he br- he has his his butler Jerome bring out a mirror while he's on stage so he can check his look. <laughs> I mean, this dude. So I first heard about Morris Day uh, from Scrubs because Turk. That's like one of his favorite bands, uh, Donald oh. Faison's character in Scrubs. And when I when we were watching Morris Day's dance moves and general like attitude all of that was cribbed to make the character turk in turk senior turk on stage yeah absolutely it was was a great time to watch every time he's on the screen he's so much fun i would love to see him like on a radio interview and he's by himself and they're like hey can you play us a song and he's like sorry ain't got the time (laughs) oh no come on that's better than that got credit (laughs) that was was, it was it was i said oh i was giving up like (laughs) I was, I was chiding Nick. Nick was too default angry at me. <laughs> uh, I'm just so Chris, mad. I had that. I had that similar experience. Um, I came, so I have almost zero experience with Prince, uh, yep, and even less experience with Morris Day in the Time. Yes, except for Jay and Silent Bob. Oh yeah. And now I understand that end bit. Um, yes. And I have this very strange experience coming to things too late. Um, I knew the end of The Graduate because of Wayne's World. 
Yeah. Know, because of the Simpsons. <laughs> right? And so when we, we have these things that are taken as part of the pop culture lexicon that you're not familiar with, you go back and you're like, oh, well, that's not, I can't take that seriously. That's the end of Wayne's World. Like, right. that's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's actually good, right? And that's, a, that's like, it's a weird feeling. It's oh, so, you guys it's, were right all along. I'm just yeah. sorry I didn't, I didn't listen to you. I feel real dumb. And I, I this is something that has been lost on me for so long. Um, and I, I the only two songs I'd ever heard from Prince are When Doves Cry and uh, I've heard Kiss. parts of, actually parts of Purple Rain. That's, that's it. That's so you hadn't it. heard Kiss? No. Wow. Oh, you have a treat in store. Yeah, I, Kiss is one of his pop hits. I know so little about Prince also, and I'm kind of comforted, actually, to have you here not oh, knowing man. anything about Prince. The I, three of you, all of you are in the same boat of yes. not knowing a lot about Prince. Yeah. I didn't mean... I wouldn't say that I know a lot about Prince, but I, I, I know more of his discography than, than y'all are espousing to know. Well, I know Chappelle been... show. That's it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Game blouses. That's what I know about <laughs> Prince. Computer blue. I am just... <laughs> it's weird how much everybody around me at my age seems to know about Prince, because he's a little before our time. And he's a little after my parents' time, so they were listening to seventies music, and then I was listening to nineties music, and I have this huge blocked out of the of the eighties, and then and I don't know where pe- like where did people get Prince? What age were you? How was it delivered to you? A lot of what I've been hearing from people that were that you know were moved to tears upon learning of his passing were people who were probably in the five to ten year old range when. Purple Rain was around and available and Prince was was making big waves and I remember as a kid watching like newscasts about this Prince character and how he like had two girlfriends and wasn't that crazy and I you know I was in that phase where like you hide under a blanket when people are kissing on TV so the idea of this like super sexually liberated (laughs) tiny man like prancing around was like way more than I could handle I love Minneapolis (laughs) (laughs) I just like couldn't I couldn't do it so I was like mostly scandalized by the idea of Prince for a long time and then he quickly transitioned into symbol guy who was mostly just a punchline um, yeah. to people that were watching what I was watching, yeah. which was, you know, I, I found out mostly... why that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah no, me too. I, 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 I looked it up. Yeah. Like, apparently he was so prolific, like Warner wouldn't release all the songs that he wanted. And so he's like, fine, you can have the Prince name. I'll be this symbol. Uh, which is but actually, I found he... out, is on the motorcycle. The Like, the yeah. symbol is on his motorcycle's, like, gas tank. But um, couldn't he have just changed his name to an other name? Like, couldn't not it have when been you're letters? Prince, Alex. <laughs> yeah, not, not when you're Prince. prince. Because as I as I promised you, I would say Prince is a genius. I, okay, I'm not, I don't doubt his genius. Don't worry. <laughs> but it is. I mean, that's but that's an interesting thing. Like from my entire memory of him, I like I and I didn't even connect that Prince was also the artist formerly known as Prince. I thought that was a separate thing until you're wow. kidding me. A month wow. ago, you're kidding it just me. Because he was always the artist formerly known as Prince, and then recently. Uh, everyone started talking about Prince again, and I do not remember that because transition. the music rights Gosh. lapsed, and he got his—he could do his name back. He could yeah. go by his given first name again. <laughs> yeah, the kid. His Earth name. Uh, yeah, yeah, the kid. Uh, my So uh, going into this, basically blind with Prince, uh, I enjoyed watching him play guitar so much. Uh, specifically, yeah, love, isn't, isn't that a hell of a thing? I mean, the concert scenes in this movie are incredible. The movie is something different, but the the uneven, the uneven, a little uneven. <laughs> <laughs> the concerts are so amazing, and they're like half of it, so that's great. But I love uh, I, one of my favorite things in in rock and roll is uh, jump kicks. 
mm. when a guitar player oh, does yeah. Man. And I realized today what I love even more than that is when three guitar players do yes. coordinated jump kicks. Oh my oh. God. Yeah. It's, it's just so good. It's exponential. <laughs> it's not a linear. Exactly. Like, a- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's geometric, and uh, I loved how choreographed, like, his band, I mean, Prince, being the level of musician that he is, yep. all his band are freaking on point all the time, they but they're also on point with their, their choreography, and so every time they have to do a little, like, sassy turn or a little jump kick or whatever, like, everybody's just in it, and it's on time, and they get right back to playing. And they're taking it. it so seriously. Oh, it was just, it was so wonderful. It was so yes. wonderful. Oh. That was my, that was just a delight. Uh, where are we now? Chris? Nope. You already went. <laughs> yep. Duck, duck, goose. I guess, Tanya, that leaves you. What's your comment? Uh, <laughs> Does that make me the goose? <laughs> you're the goose. It's I'm a, the goose. Today's show is called Tanya Goose. Because <laughs> you're going to be the goose for everything today. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can handle the, the tension. Um, so this movie came out 41 days after I was born. <laughs> I, did some, I did some quick math. To the day. And I, I have not felt so strongly bound to something that is okay that has such wildly varying acting quality (laughs) because like let's be honest like there are some there's some real rough performances in this piece apollonia oh yeah apollonia apple yeah applejack and she's applejack is doing (laughs) she's the she's apollonia six they tried five other apollonias before the movie actually Oh, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Well, Apollonia Five had a reception problem. Yes. They had to put a band around her. <laughs> well, that's a real, an incredibly like, symmetrical head. It's great. There's yeah. almost no real actors. I think there's just the mom and the dad are the only actual actors yeah, in the whole thing. Yeah, which it, surprisingly it shows. Um, <laughs> it's harder to do the other but, thing. It's like when you give like, actors guitars, you're like, all right, go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that seems like something people are way more comfortable doing, and I'm happy that that was not the case here. Yeah. But uh, I I just loved this with my entire being in a way that I I don't know that I've connected with anything in a long time. Like it just all it yeah. made so much sense on so many levels, and I won't <laughs> I won't because this is just the the top compliment. I won't get into it, but I hope to <laughs> I hope to divulge exactly how and why so much of this just like Let's was like oh this Let's is me it hi it's me it's me hi it's me <laughs> so great it uh, was great I was I got a I think I might have gotten lost a bit in your comment because you went from how oh, yeah, the acting sure. was bad to how everything was the perfectest the bestest. And I just, was yeah. there a bridge to those two parts that I missed? Did you um, say it? Or did, I think or you, this is... I think she used the word It was implied. But. This is yeah. my favorite worst acted movie uh, <laughs> I've okay. ever seen. Uh, How about the, that? The triumphant like, failures. There, so I'm complimenting the movie's ability to balance incredibly bad performances with everything else being so good that I like don't even care. Mm. Yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. Would you... So for me, I would have enjoyed this more if it was just the concert and none of the parts in between. Do, do, like I would just have, wish I was just watching an hour of a Prince concert or two. I love the concert. I love the the story. I think it's fascinating. Me too. I I did. I fell in love yeah. with like as like uh, the his journey is actually really good from a like a storytelling standpoint. Um, yes, I completely agree. Sorry, I'm just like so squeaky and excited. Well, should this we get into terrible. the summary so I can explain that this is basically a drawn out battle of the bands? <laughs> <laughs> That does hurt when I, when you say it like that. It's right, right. It's right. Oh, but yes. Stop it. All right, we'll get into it. All right, let's get into it.
Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, mostly bad, uh, not all, books, movies, and TV. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Vroom, vroom, Alex. Get out the way. I'm approaching the stage. Oh, on a motorcycle. Sorry. Does he ever? He doesn't ever motorcycle out onto stage, does he? Not to the I stage, but so. he does motorcycle through the crowd to the club's front entrance right, with a guitar right. slung over his shoulder, which is <sighs> fucking badass. I would enjoy. I'm sure he's done this at some point in his career. I would like to watch him motorcycle onto stage. That'd yeah. be fun. Uh, also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Uh, she's today's designated goose in Brooklyn, New York. It's Tanya Smith. <laughs> I just fucking miss handing people cassette tapes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I just miss it. I, I watched it happen. It makes a good a sound. Cassette. The sound uh, of a cassette being handed has a distinct yes. like rattle yeah, jangle. It's, it's a little rattle. Yeah. And yeah, let me tell you, jangle. the quality of that cassette case. Like I used to hoard the yeah. good cassette cases because <laughs> the, the ones that don't like chip and like go to shit really quickly. Like that was an important. Yeah. And then I would give them to people as mixtapes. Like when I really cared about them. Like that was a big Aww. deal. You love Sorry, that tape I'm hiss. Feeling so many feelings. Get that. Get that tape hiss. Yeah. <laughs> this week we have a very special guest who knows his way around a cassette tape as well. He's at Nick's funeral on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. It's Nick Delahanty. Yo, I knocked on my window. Why isn't it going down yet? Uh. <laughs> Jerome, <laughs> fix the window. Jerome. What? Is he is he wealthy enough to have a butler slash driver? Doesn't matter. It's confidence. Super unclear. I think Jerome might work for tips and or Mexi fries. <laughs> I like the idea that he's just like, look, man, I make... $12,000 a year. I'm going to spend 11000 of it on a butler. This is my main look. <laughs> yeah. I need gotta, this more than food. You got to spend money to make it look like you have money. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think Jerome might dabble in side chicks primarily. Uh, like, that might just be most yeah, of his game. It's yeah. like, oh, don't worry. I'll take the scraps. <laughs> I'm Jerome. Number four, 342. 342. We have now done as many episodes as the number of carrots of a diamond recently recovered from the Lucara's Caro mine in Botswana. Whoa. Okay. Uh, probably worth about $20 million at auction. Not the biggest of the year found in Botswana. They actually found one of 1,100 carats, the third largest ever discovered in that Wait same Wait till we get to that episode. Last year. <laughs> yeah, I got a fact built in for episode 1,100. Just a little placeholder. Uh, Wait for it. Little teaser trailer. A little call forward. See you in call- 10 years. <laughs> call your shot, man. <laughs> Fun fact about diamonds, you guys. So the the largest ever found uh, is about 3,000 carats, and the next largest is like 1,000-something. But all of this is going to become moot because the, uh, NASA has discovered a planet, PSR J1719, which has a mass greater than the sun and is believed to be made entirely out of diamond. Wow. Planet diamond. Well, They're, diamonds so aren't particularly rare on this planet. They're just held by one company in a vault. And well, yeah, try to challenge them, they will true. like block you out of being able to buy that. Do you think the Beers Company is now partnering with like Elon Musk to try to get a colony <laughs> oh, out Beers there? Has space travel already? They're just not letting you have any. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. You just got to yeah. save three months' salary to get. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> they'll charge too much. I I am fascinated. <laughs> it is it is relatively rare here compared to a lot of other minerals. But if your whole planet was diamond, you'd be like. I just hate diamond. It's like, ugh, I got diamond in my sandals again. Well, if yeah. you drop anything, like if you drop your iPhone on diamond, oh, you yeah. just, you're boned. <laughs> yeah. 
planet. Also, that was such an easy Diamonds on the Soles of Your Shoes reference, and I can't believe you biffed it. <laughs> I can't believe you biffed it. Well, you could have done it for me instead of just chiding it. Chiding I still don't fine. know The goose that. has chided. I don't know that reference. So. The Paul Simon song? Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know that song. Okay. Oh, see, that was, a, that was a part of the 80s I was highly privy to. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Paul Getting Simon. right in there on Graceland. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, so... This uh, speaking of things that are out of this world and sparkly, this week we're talking about Purple Rain. Uh, the Heyo, what was this? Seventy six. It was eighty four. Eighty four. I meant eighty six, but I was so off. Tanya was not born forty one days after nineteen seventy six. Sorry, I just missed, <laughs> Tanya I, is long in the tooth, longer <laughs> than anyone thought. Yeah. Uh, well, it's. Well, uh, that's not even true. That's not even that long in the tooth, guys. It's true. Just makes you forty. Yeah. True statements. Yeah. Um. So, yes, the 86 film starring Prince as... A4. A4, starring Prince as the kid <laughs> and everybody else as themselves. It's, sometimes it's hard to read and, and say different The year things. is 1987. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to... Oh, well, well. I'm sorry. Uh, so this was, a, this was a clear vote winner in our survey of Meat Buddies. Uh, so what we did is we took our Meat Buddies, our Thoroughbreds, our... Um, Cutlets, that's what it was, the Cutlets, and we had them pick a topic that they wanted to, to hear Tanya's opinion of, and the people wanted Purple Rain, Tanya. The, the people want the goose to talk about the prince. <laughs> the, goose is, the goose is ready to speak about the prince. <laughs> so, uh, this is like a terrible nursery rhyme. Yeah, it's not great, but thank you to all the Meat Buddies and Cutlets for, uh, for voting, and if you want to become a Meat Buddy, you can go to read-meat.com slash Meat Buddies, and you help support our show with a small donation, and you get involved in random email chains where I ask for advice. So, among other great side benefits, um, you get all the side chicks. You get to dabble in side chicks. That's part of it. Huh. You're like our butler. Yeah? Yeah, yeah maybe let's not chase this down too hard. Fair. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to... Also, if you want to force us to watch anything of your choice, go to readdeskweep.com, sign up on the mailing list, and you can subject the goose to whatever you want. Chris, it's time now for you to summarize this movie yes, for sir. us, for people who haven't seen it. But do it in the style of a commercial girl band. That's what <laughs> I think this room needs. Yeah, okay. So, like, somebody give me, like, a kicky pop beat. Yeah, and if you could also just um, hire the first person who walks in off the street and claims to be a performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a good body. You can sing sex, 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 sex while just wiggling your butt, right? Was that Sex Shooter? Was that the name of that song? Yeah, Sex Shooter. She's a sex shooter. She wants to shoot you with sex. I mm. <laughs> want a Razzie. Want a yeah. Razzie for worst original song. Sex it Shooter. Was so bad. Yeah. I love the idea that you can win a Razzie and an Oscar for the same yeah. movie. <laughs> for, the the music, same, yeah. for the music in this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty, pretty that is, I, it is. Yeah, that summarizes the film for me. I feel like there were some swings. <laughs> so let's talk about this movie. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it's Minneapolis. It's 1984. And Prince, otherwise known as The Kid, he's not called Prince in this movie, because uh, this is a loosely autobiographical movie. Uh, so it's The Kid and The Revolution are a band that's playing in Minneapolis. They're one of the three house bands at the First Avenue Club. The main house band, or the top house ba- band, is Morris Day and The Time. And Morris Day is sort of a, a slick, dastardly guy, and he's got a band that really gets people going. Prince's band, uh, they get the people going a little less. He's more artistic. He's more into ballads more into kind of some softer rock or some down-tempo stuff. It's not selling the drinks the way the club owner would like to. The third band is not important. You see them once in this movie. So, <laughs> But they're somehow they're... not on the chopping block when yeah, the new exactly. band comes in. They're like, no, oh, we yeah, got to everybody... Prince over <laughs> Anonymous Six, this other band we don't have. Yeah. 
Everybody loves loves Jughead and the Juicers or whatever they're called. <laughs> I'd love yeah. the idea. It's just uh, Jughead who's been like a gym rat and then just getting yeah. like just ripped out of his mind. Or he's one skinny guy surrounded by a bunch of bulky dudes. Yeah, just huge up top, tiny chicken legs. Yeah, paper crown. So it, it's it basically this is all about the rock and roll scene or the sort of pop rock scene in Minneapolis in '84. Uh, legendary, and- legendary. Yeah. Super legendary. A ton of great bands came out of there. Uh, mostly Prince and Morris Day at the time. But the the whole point of this movie is that the kid, Prince, does not have a great home life. And so he plays his music instead. Uh, his, his dad is abusive towards his mom and towards him. Uh, but, you know, all stories sort of happen when, when a stranger comes to town. Uh, and in this case, it's Apollonia, a model with a voice that could be a singer but mostly she's a model <laughs> and she comes to the club she doesn't have a lot of money and she meets prince and prince really likes her so he takes her out on on a motorcycle date and they do that thing where uh he she's gonna get on the motorcycle and he pulls away a little bit and it's funny also he says that to indoctrinate her into the scene she has to purify herself in the waters of lake minnetaka and uh she thinks the lake they're at is lake minnetaka so she strips down and gets in the water and he got to see her boobs, and so did we uh, all. It wasn't the right leg. Yeah, yeah. We well, were all there. We, all we saw it. We all did. Um, Only Prince could get away with that hustle. Oh man! Like that's like <laughs> what? Yeah. I, yeah. I've tried <laughs> oh, a lot of a, things in my day. I was. I wasn't sure I was with you, but that was a good. That was a good point. Yeah. Well, Nick, were you wearing a minimum of at least three white silk scarves at the time? Yeah. I mean, I. There have been occasions where I've tried that. How I've much leather do you wear in the woods? <laughs> yeah. Is it all the leather? Because yeah. that's what Prince wears. That's the right amount. That's yeah, the Prince. Perfect by the amount. way, he looks so fucking cool all the time, yeah. and uh, he's got this, you know, sort of leather pompadour frilly uh thing going on he looks damn cool and the rest of his band is damn cool too one of his band uh is a, a dresses as a doctor cosplays as a doctor and, and is dr. In scrubs. Keyboard. dr keyboard <laughs> yeah and and there's women in the band but the thing is his band is not getting the draw the other bands are and the uh women in the group particularly the bassist and the keyboardist are pretty frustrated because they're trying to write music that they think the people will like more and prince is having none of it he, he's saying, you know, the only music we play is my music. And so the band is, is a little disgruntled. Morris Day takes advantage of Apollonia coming into town. He thinks, hey, I could make a girl group. You know, sexy but not dirty because, you know, you got enough problems, right? So he, <laughs> yeah. he takes Apollonia and he pairs her with two other people and calls it the Apollonia Six because he can't count. Or he was referring to the number of ears in the band. I don't know. <laughs> well, so fun behind the scenes, it was supposed to be Vanity Six. Yeah, which was Prince's protege girl group that broke up right before this film, yeah. and so he brought in Apollonia and called it Apollonia Six because he has this one naming convention for girl groups. Yeah, and it's to put a six after the lead singer's name. Yeah, I mean, so this girl group. So does Disney, you know, big hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that Simba's the pride? The famous, Lion King. <laughs> famous. Yeah, yeah, famous girl group. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Morris Day is trying to basically undermine the kids' band and his credibility by having this other band come in because there's only three spots to play at the First Avenue Club. And there are currently three bands, but if Morris Day brings in this girl group and they're a bigger draw than Prince's band, Prince will get kicked out. Uh. 
So he tries to, but the Apollonia Six Band is pretty bad. They're like their great. their song is pretty awful, and they're basically just strippers in in little catsuit laundry. All right, they are the most dressed strippers, though. No, they were they're super dressed. Is, those are, those yeah, they're the are before picture cut. of a stripper. Yeah, sort of like of lace catsuits and yeah, a lot of coverage, but you and, know they're and, not and really and selling it based on musicianship. Stockings and and uh, the pinchy things that hold stockings up. Garter Garters. Garters. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not strippers, Chris, because they start with the same amount of clothing they finish with, really. Oh, that's true. They're yeah. just women in their underwear playing a song called Sex Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're just singing to it. We never actually see the backing band on that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe there were three other women. We don't know. Three other women behind a curtain, Vivaldi style. Yeah. So yeah. Prince, is trying to, Prince is trying to continually express himself through his music, which is, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of jams that are sexual in nature or, you know, other other real real sexy things that he does uh and the crowd isn't completely loving it but catalyzed by the attempted suicide of his father where he goes through his music his father was a musician too just like prince's father uh and he goes through and he's inspired by this and by the backing track that uh the woman in the band wrote and he writes a song called the title of the movie purple rain and it is a huge fucking hit and he plays it at the end and everybody loves it and even morris day uh, his arch enemy has to admit that it is a damn good song. So and, uh, everybody's loving it. Obviously, Purple Rain is a terrific song, and his performance of it was excellent, but it was still really yes. pretty down tempo and would not sell many drinks. It was the wrong song to be no. like, and now this dance club well, is popping again. Yeah, I think that this movie, by the way, we're getting more into the criticism here, but I think <laughs> part of the movie is is that it's a, it's a a bridge concert movie. So you really only see the, the song that each band wants you to, to see. Because obviously they didn't set up an entire band to have each band play for three minutes. Although there was that know? one time where he played one song and then left and ghosted, as you, you would call it. That's true. And then they were I don't know if that him. even counts. Oh, I think, well, I don't I think know. that's just, he just left. I, yeah. That might just have been a straight departure. Between ghosting and just leaving. Well, if somebody sees you leave, you're not a ghost. You're not a ghost. Yeah, you when, to... when the club owner sees you in the hall and goes, hey, what about that? Why'd you just play one song? That's not ghosting. <laughs> you're not like, I'm ghosting. That's attempted ghosting. And then ghosting. you continue to exit. <laughs> I think you charge attempted ghost the same way as ghosting. I think it's the same. I just don't know that you can. Second degree this ghosting. Sounds, these are the words of someone who has not yet ghosted. Yeah. I, uh, so that's that's the movie. Yeah. Basically, Prince is very successful at music in the end, fueled by uh, eventually learning the value of teamsmanship and also uh, by expressing his, his soul. So now we're going to play, thanks Chris, now we're going to play a game called Good Enough for the Goose, which is where uh, each of us is going to say something about the movie, good or bad, and then Tanya is going to say something really, really happily, right? What? Does that make sense? <laughs> is that a game? I just came up with it. <laughs> It's good I'm enough for the goose. <laughs> is that, I'm just going to say that smugly over and over again. I don't know. It was good enough for the goose. So I, just, you know. No, I want you to say another thing. Because you, you ended with this, like, I love so many things about it and I don't want to get into it yet. So we have to get you into Yeah, those. I want to get into it for sure. So I want to talk about how the movie didn't make any sense. Except let's for this try out concert. this goose game. I'm going to get a handful of birdseed and we're going to get yeah. started. It was just a contest of who will be the third worst band at that club as opposed to the fourth worst band at that club, right? Right. Oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. Uh, fourth prize is you're fired. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Prince rockets up to first. It's all good. So, uh, why John, can't they have 
four, more than four bands. I don't understand. They right? can't. Ostensibly, they're open every night. They like, can't. Really? This is a hard roster to fill? You could, you, yeah, you could if somebody rotate. gets sick, you need subs. Yeah. You need... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. <laughs> Wither the understudies. <laughs> so, Tanya, here's something. Uh, Apollonia, when he's uh, she's out on her date in the woods with Prince, sure. and she jumps in the water, yeah. she keeps her underwear on where she is wearing all leather. So, ostensibly, she got back into leather pants wet. with wet underwear on between her leather and the skin. I mean, her How home- is that yeah. not terribly uncomfortable? Also, how did she get wet into leather clothing that quickly that's oh that's true dif- well that's she difficult. didn't he was watching her and she fell down oh, that's <laughs> true that was pretty funny she was like, lying on a rocky beach pulling on leather pants which seems quite unfortunate but no i uh, chris i'm not going to argue that this was a comfortable decision on her part yeah i, I think that w- I, what i what i imagined she was doing was you know stripping down as much as she felt comfortable and maybe she just didn't want to give away all the all the bits and all the bits and bobs yep. at that time. Yep. And so she thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bear a lot and I'm going to get in this water and deal with what this tiny man wants me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Tanya, the way I'm picturing yeah. Goose Game, and again, I'm making this up. <laughs> Tanya, you're doing Goose Game wrong. I know. I, know I didn't tell you, you know. the rules because I had I didn't explain anything. Yet, you know, well, I hadn't so do I just it. have to come up with something I love yeah, about everyone's questions? Yeah, I just want you to say something questions? unrelated to that. So we'll say something about oh. the movie and you'll just be like, I'm fine with it. Here's something that I loved. Oh, good gravy. Oh, that wow. Mm. That's easier. I I, in a way, it's easier. I, d- I, I don't want I this to be an argument. Easier. I want you to just love it and be able to love it. I want to give you the space. But I also want us to talk about uh, how, uh, uh, like, when he comes out for an encore, he grabs a tambourine off the shelf, and it's a real dramatic zoom in on his grabbing the tambourine, and then just gives it away to the audience. It's just a free tambourine, and then they don't play tambourine yeah. on that song. That's a I weird behavior no you and hear the tambourine the crowd plays the tambourine for prince <laughs> what why because it, because it's beneath him well it is i mean literally like yeah tambourine is definitely beneath him but why did he I, pick what? it like what was the why did we zoom in on the tambourine why was that such an important moment that they had to show us now, I Tanya, like tell us gives... something unrelated that you See, like. Yeah, yeah, I don't so know don't that disagree. I love this non sequiturs with the goose game, but I will say that I do feel I do love how he just gives the audience everything, and sometimes that includes oh. the tambourines he's just grabbed from backstage. Like I feel like oh, good he's point. just leaving it all out there every single performance, and it is just such a joy to yeah, watch. Yeah, like that time when he's blindfold or he's wearing that sort of like blindfold eye mask and he's shirtless. Oh and he's man, just really sweaty, but he's playing that really. Oh cool man, song. and he's you mean he's the wearing- Lace eye mask. He's oh yeah, a lace, lace mask. single glove on his guitar hand. Yeah, oh, is. that scene. Ugh. I yeah, just, I feel like he's I just gi- love. You said he's giving everything to the audience, and I feel like in that moment he was also withholding a lot. And I feel like he well, was this like, is the thing: is like it's yeah. a it's a dramatic game. It's not as yeah. simple as just if you just go out there and scream at everybody the whole time, they're all gonna love it. It's like you have to tell a story. Yeah. You have to be a little mysterious. Be a little like hard to understand and then you know you build and you build and you build <laughs> and it's oh it's so good it's so good uh, uh how do you feel about uh or i guess this is more of a group question but could we tell how prince is as a lover from how he plays the guitar and or his over the clothes heavy petting that he deft. did in this movie <laughs> i thought deft too i also went deft i was like wow also i have to say this is the most like l- i feel like lady touching that you see in like 
a, your average sex scene. Like oh, there yeah. are just very few. Like I don't know how to put this with like hands south of the border usually. Yes. Like normally it's like oh that was fun. Now we've kissed and wait. I've touched your boobs and so now wait, we're just gonna put, go to. It's autobiographical. Town. He's not. He's not <laughs> yeah. hiding it. Yeah, wait, wait, I, I, I thought Taco that was. Bell bag? <laughs> What? what? Yes, that's right. It's Fourth meal. Oh, when you run for the job. border, yeah. Oh man, I just didn't like the way. <laughs> it's just you were trying to be delicate, and it's like, oh, ugh, I don't know. South of the border is much harder for me to deal with than if you had just said like he diddled her. Well, he didn't. Well, he d- he. Well, he did. <laughs> I was gonna say there wasn't so much on camera diddling. There was more sort of I, heavy petting, I guess, yeah. which on I camera, think is worse than diddling in his parents' pre, basement. Pre diddling in his parents' basement. You're yeah. just making this sound so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, skillful. I think Prince would object. I I would like to take a moment and say that Prince don't diddle. Diddle is what you do, you. like in your like in your mom's station wagon after a crappy in movie. His like basement after like yeah. too much Mike's Hard Lemonade. Still, yeah, okay. I, Prince I think don't Prince was, diddle. Prince was he, like, a new religion. Masterfully, this is young Prince. I feel doesn't like young matter. Prince he always had it. This is a gift. He's that. not. No, I, come on. I feel like diddling is fine for what he did there. You don't get to where he got diddling. <laughs> ah, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. So, Tanya, what is something else that just made you feel things? I have to say, I really was moved by. I mean, and again, acting not not top notch, but I was really moved by his like his home life situation. And there's this moment when he is like coming home from the concert. We don't know anything about him. He's just ghosted on Apollonia for the the first time, and. Um, AKA and we just he just seems yeah he seems very serious and very like masterful of of his performing craft oh yeah and, and he, he's all done up he's all done up he like he cruises out of there on his motorcycle and then he pulls up to his house and you're th- I don't know I I wasn't sure what I was thinking was going to be happening there but this he has this like moment of trepidation before he goes in and he can already hear his parents fighting inside and it just felt so like I don't know it just yeah it just really like moved me in in that like just the these the two halves of this performer and his persona could be so disparate and you know and just also just the fact that he still lives at home feels like such a departure from the person that you kind of assume he is as this yeah, very we like, spend six thousand dollars on velour jacket it makes a lot of sense that you would you would sort of need to create that persona of control and dominance yes. and and strength and confidence when you don't have it i mean that's so like in a, in a sense the the kid's stage persona is a manifestation of what he needs and is a f- wish fulfillment for his daily life absolutely Word. absolutely and then on top of that i think that there is this this other like more difficult sense of control in that he is trying not to become his father and so that means borrowing aspects of who his father is in terms of being an amazing musician but then also trying to subdue this you know this tendency to close people out to become really possessive of people to, to be hit. physically violent yeah. toward people Just when you don't get what you want um and i think that that is something that it that is is handled su- with surprising deafness for a movie that has so many weird issues. One of those weird issues is that they do a who's on first scene for like six that minutes. That is super weird. No, I Morris loved it. And I the- <laughs> Morris and his butler like- Jerome. Jerome or Morris is like, okay, I really want to. I really want to uh, Mac on Apollonia. When you see her, you have to tell, tell me the password. 
what's the password? And exactly. What? And then that yeah, keeps it, happening. <laughs> the password so Jerome says the password he's going to say out. is what? And then so the password is like, exactly. No. No. Like, the password is what? It goes on for so long. You guys, like, I get the joke. Give it, if it was yeah. like three lines and it was like kind of like a wink at who's uh, who's on first, I'd be like, well, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but instead, it's like you do, do the it. whole thing. Yeah. Well, and I think the real punchline is that when Jerome comes over and says what, Morris has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Great. Good callback, but a long scene. Yeah. yeah. It was a long well, scene. Well, Morris Day has some stuff that is also a little bit weird like you know he has jerome put a lady in a trash dumpster oh yeah yeah i forgot oh, yeah, about that that was totally upsetting <laughs> that was pretty upsetting uh, yeah and morris is also true. he's shown himself to be the villain he's like you know for the he's like bring me the best champagne and he gives the money he's like keep the change and then he says quietly to jerome jerome go get the change actually i really <laughs> like that that was my favorite part <laughs> that made me laugh. of course you would i know um, it just so, <laughs> It just made me laugh to say in front of somebody, like, yeah, keep the change, and then quietly whisper, I need the change. It's so funny. And it's because he's spending all his money on a butler. He's making yeah. 12000 That butler costs him eleven. Yeah. And so, he's got $500 left for pomade. Well, and then... And maybe I'm being dense, but I do think in the beginning, we see him vacuuming in, like, a little, like, robe in what looks like an apartment. So I get the idea yeah. that all of this stuff is a huge facade and that there is no yeah, like his agreement is. with yeah, his agreement with his his quote unquote butler is just like they're just like buddies who have this strange Yeah, and yeah. Jerome is not a musician, so Jerome just is a hanger on. Sure, oh, yeah. I think yeah, I mean we 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 children of the nineties know all about those people that aren't musicians that just dance along with the band. Yeah. yeah. Well so. Jerome also was in a number of Janet Jackson videos. The time like members of the time produced a lot of Janet Jackson stuff and like mm. a bunch of other Prince stuff and yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some legit some legit folks going on. Tanya, I have an I have an honest question about sure. so so I want to make sure I'm understanding at least the internal logic of the film. Yeah. So is Purple Rain a concept album? Is it is it retelling this story on the album? It's no, right? That's just like I, that's just their songs. I wouldn't I would not necessarily call it a concept album because I feel like also the yeah. concept is so autobiographical. So here's yeah. here's my the the through line for this is that so mm-hmm. we're supposed to the conceit of the film is that those are Prince songs that he's playing the whole way, right? That people don't like? Yes. Okay. And they're on the same album as Purple Rain? That, I actually, to be completely honest, you have stumped the goose? Is that what we're going to say? <laughs> Does that mean the game the is over? I don't, I don't know where this is all going. Hey, I, didn't, I, I, didn't I guess it wasn't good enough like for the goose. <laughs> it wasn't good enough for the goose. Welcome to the debut episode of The Culture Call, the mini podcast within a podcast on the Sesame Network. The Culture Call is brought to you by read-week.com slash Amazon. Go to that address whenever you buy stuff online and you support our show, just like the way I always support my girlfriend, but she doesn't support me back. Stuff at home not going well, Dave? It's difficult, Nick, but we're working through it. What do you mean I don't support you? Nothing. It's fine. Maybe let's deal with this later. Fine. Fine. Okay, so uh, this game, this show came out of uh, Tanya making fun of me for not knowing that Justin Bieber had a monkey that was stolen by the German government. And <laughs> so she offered to do a weekly call where she just lets me know what's going on in pop culture so I don't embarrass myself any further. 
Uh, and so I've got a few things that I've seen in passing, but not actually read the full article on. And we also got some input from our wonderful listeners. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, Tanya, I'm going to toss you a topic and you're going to summarize it for me so that, and for everybody else out there who's maybe missed the deets of it, get, just give us the important backstory and like maybe an opinion we can pretend is our own. So, okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. Yes. This this does work. I do want to say that I thought it would be more fun if I didn't prepare for this, so that you yes. could hear, you can understand that there are gaps in my culture knowledge too. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So and uh, Ooh. I'll so, try to fill in where I can. Yeah. I, so, I like that Chris's backup goose. Yeah. I will be of zero help. <laughs> I know. <nothing. laughs> well, so you can also then you can be with me as an audience surrogate, and you can ask follow up questions as you need. And then at the end of this, I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to have uh, Chris, you and uh, and Nick each explain something to me that you know that maybe Tom. Tanya doesn't. So let me get to the questions. First up, Tanya, start us out. Yeah. Lemonade. Explain it. <laughs> Whoa, you want me to just explain it? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, man, wait, I'm so wait, interested wait, wait, in this. Wait, wait, you wait, have okay. another hour and a half. How much time do I, we have? Uh, well, so you have to, like, all of all of the internet, uh, well, so like the 1% of culture knowledge people on the internet know a lot about Lemonade. And everybody else is like, I've heard about it, but I haven't given it a full two hours. So you need to give us the short version because we don't have all day. Question one, have you seen it or not? No, I have nobody, seen it. I did it's, watch it, but I'm assuming that the audience has not. Okay, so the audience, the audience has not. You're so not I, me. Nick, did you say you hadn't? I have. I know nothing of this. Oh, great! You know nothing of this. All right. So Beyonce recently came out with a, a second visual album, the title of which is Lemonade. And is it that, was, a, is it that was, an ex- a music video? It's it's a, yeah. It's a yeah, like, yeah so a visual, an hour of music videos. She basically released an entire album and music videos for each song all at once. Okay, yes. great. Thank you. Thank so you. this is a in the in the tradition of Beyonce. This is a massively collaborative effort, and she's calling upon a lot of uh, directors and musicians. Music that she's worked with before um the visual album itself is the tracks from the album lemonade with interspersed um readings of poetry by this british somali poet named warson shire so it's a concept album a lot of it is about the it's about infidelity and betrayal uh the hot take from a lot of people the unnuanced take was oh this is clearly about jay-z because remember that elevator at the standard and the camera footage of solange wailing on jay-z and beyonce standing to the side and clearly something is up right wait so there's a cooler so, take that it's not about her cheating him cheating on yes her? the cooler take the take that i would recommend we all take into our hearts and espouse to others as though it is our very own <laughs> is that beyonce is an incredibly smart and nuanced musician she wrote single ladies as a married woman just let yeah. that sink in She's mm. smarter than this. She's better than spilling her dirty laundry in the street like a crazy person. Like this is not this is not the Beyonce we know and love or the Beyonce that we feel a little bit distanced from sometimes when she, you know, goes into her media closet and doesn't talk to people. So is so, it possible that she is smart enough to know that it would be successful and exciting to seem like that crazy person? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And well, think, there's and nothing exciting about being like we're rich and married and happy and fine with a kid. I would like Which, it. Right. But that's not. That's not a hip hop album that anybody <laughs> wants to buy. Yeah. Which and and you know and I do think to a degree the self titled album did have hints of that. There was a. Yeah. There's just a lot of unbridled, just complete joy, complete love, complete acceptance and happiness. But there are hints of of murkiness in songs like Jealous, and I think this album really takes that stuff out and fleshes it out. In in a way that is, you know, it is it is not it is not surprising in the amount of of you know anger and vitriol that it it is able to lay bare. But the thing that is really interesting about it, and the other thing that you can also mention to your friends as you're pretending to know all about this, is this turn that it takes toward forgiveness, which is something yeah. that we don't necessarily see from a woman scorned in the way that we might 
be excited to see. I think that she is able to take this and pivot it and, and say, you know what? This thing happened and it was terrible and we burned a lot of shit to the ground and we're going to heal and we're going to go to the woods and we're going to not wear our shoes and it's amazing. And the and other thing that you should make do... lemonade out and of these lemons. We're, we're oh. going to take... Yeah, we're oh, going to take these no, lemons is that, is and that, we're going to the thing? Is that the turn? Yeah. yeah. yeah That's nice. the turn. Nice. Black women nice. are good at lemonade. Nice. And nice. yes, yeah. and nice. you can also... Yeah, I mean, and so <laughs> the, the album visually is something that everybody should experience. I firmly believe that. And there's far too much to say about like the strong black presence in the South that is, that is completely beautifully explored through this entire visual experience. And I won't, I won't necessarily be able to touch on all of that. But the other thing that I would so recommend that everybody do, if you haven't already is if you've seen the album, then go immediately take the to YouTube and watch Evelyn from the internet's like two, not maybe not even two minute, just a very, it's her quick reaction to the album. And it is genius enough that Beyonce is now sharing parts of it with her audiences on her formation tour. It is so deeply funny and it has every every other quote that you would ever want to use in regard to this album including i'm blackity blackity black 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 so just go do that uh awesome number two yacht releases a fake sex tape oh yeah i read all about this should we feel <laughs> um, enraged so people are feeling confused because this originally was a media stunt it's basically a media stunt gone wrong mm-hmm. um so i don't know how much people know about the band yacht Apparently their lot. name is a complicated acronym. The the words behind which I did not bother to remember. Fair, yeah, it's yacht but, all capitalized. It's like yacht. Yeah. So they tried to they tried to accidentally leak what was supposed to be a sex tape, and then they they took it back. Basically, like it was it was somewhat leaked, and then it didn't flip, like people weren't able to access it or something. And then they decided that they wanted to sell it, and then it turned out that them selling it was actually part of this this sort of promotion for their new album and when people got angry about the whole idea of you know a sex tape is actually something that's very like often exploitative to one or both parties and it's not necessarily something that people should be using as sort of this like vehicle for a stunt um and so in in you know getting burned by their by their fans and as people understood what it was that they were attempting to do um the reaction from them became well this was our art and then you know Ultimately, when that line of defense didn't work, they were like, well, we're just really sorry. I, <laughs> um, I and I think some people so are fascinating yeah. because I feel like there's been a lot of people who have pulled stunts where they trick their fans and not once have the fans afterwards been like, <laughs> good one. Like it never. Yeah. No one has ever like, great job tricking me and making me feel bad for you for no reason. It never well, helps. And- it, it doesn't help, and I think it's it, it is just another example of how it is really it's hard to it's hard to push the envelope and then get people to acknowledge how much you push the envelope and get really excited about like oh that was good envelope pushing wasn't it because so usually they, people are like you pushed the envelope why did you do that I liked it where it was <laughs> stop touching my envelope yeah stop touching my envelope I <laughs> uh, I do recommend if you haven't uh, and you're not at work that you do watch the actual tape because it's up on Pornhub and what it is is it's like. 30 seconds of them making out and then like they peel off their masks and they're gross aliens having gross alien sex 
Which, if they hadn't made it a fake exploitative thing, if they'd just been like, hey, we made a sex tape, you guys want to watch it? And then it was like, surprise, we're aliens <laughs> under our skin. Because the issue is what if they just if they just released it as like a very in a, a very explicit music video, I think that also would have the worked. The alien sex is so gross and gooey and amazing. And there's like, oh, it's anyway, I think it's really fun, but just no one loves when you lie to them. It just never works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially when you lie to them for marketing reasons. I think that's just extra, extra gross on the pile. Because well, we, it's like we've, we've sort of uncovered the DNA of what makes things viral. And so now this attempt by corporations to capitalize on virality, which is based on yeah. the idea of we share this in good faith because it's interesting and fantastic. When people try and cheat us on that, yeah, it, it, it stinks especially vile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. All right. Number three. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to move uh, Facebook versus the conservative media. <laughs> uh, do you want me to just tell you give, what yeah, they're what the, the quick, what the bubblings quick, are? Yeah, give us the oh, quick it's just this. It's just this idea that Facebook is promoting liberal stories over conservative ones. And that's the that's the idea within their algorithm that somehow their algorithm is secretly very liberal and that 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 conservative news stories are being suppressed on Facebook, which. I have to say I have an extra like arm's length on this because I just don't look at Facebook anymore. And not that's not a brag. That's just literally a fact. It's e- just a even thing. people who look at Facebook so. don't look at the trending stories very often. It's a very small portion of your Facebook life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, which is interesting because I, I do look at Twitter trending stories from time to time. I related especially strongly. Stevie Wonder was trending the other day and somebody tweeted about how that immediately made them go check to see if he had died, which is exactly my reaction whenever a person's name is trending on Twitter. I'm like, well, what happened to them? (laughs) But but yeah, I I don't know that everybody lives and dies by trending stories overall. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Lil' Kim. What's going on with Lil' Kim? Did she die? She's trending. She's trending. I'm sure. Well, Lil Kim gets in a lot of flame wars, so I wouldn't be surprised if she she hit back at Wasn't somebody for something. something. To do with there was something with her skin that was going on. A lot. I honestly of, don't know this, this is story, an ongoing, so I can't actually ask about. Uh, well, uh, okay, and uh, and I will say that I don't know of what the like most current news about Lil Kim mm. might be in this in, in this particular instance. So the goose is dead. No, oh, <laughs> but uh, but goose. I would say <laughs> no. No, I was just going to say, as far as Lil' Kim is concerned, this is part of a larger like story that keeps coming and going about whether or not people are bleaching their skin. So uh, this, is, this is something that every once in a while a listicle comes out that's like, the following black celebrities have bleached their skin. And then, you know, people do or do not respond. Um, oh. And, you know, it's, it's a real bummer for reasons Lil that Kim should be completely the, uh, obvious. Uh, uh, lip gloss rapper? Nope, that's nope. Lil' Mama. Lil' Mama. God, there's so many Yeah, that's Lil' Mama who was like... A teen when that came yeah. out. Lil, Lil Kim, Kim is the one who went to that Grammy Awards with one boob with just a sticker on it. <laughs> Wait, what? Where did she put? Like her other she boob? had a dress that only covered one boob, but the other oh, boob had okay. a big sticker on it. Oh, that's fun. She is she the one who, pink who, or wigs? who uh, drinks scissor and hangs out with Birdman? I don't know. I don't know I any don't of these words. Think that's, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, but she Wayne. also famously, I mean, joke. she's been around since since the days of Notorious B.I.G. and oh, his okay. legacy. And so she's part of that original crew. And she's one of the first first like lady rappers. Yeah, I would say like of the like early 90s lady rappers. She's she's you know, she's like a proto Nicki Minaj in that sense. If you want to use somebody, for example, that people are more familiar with. But I think she kicked down the door for a lot of people that, that then were able to, so, to play in that medium. I'm feeling a little guilty for you, Nick, since you're not able to participate. So I want you to give me one now. What's one item on your culture call that you'd catch me up on that's been happening recently? 
Oh, okay. Here's one. I got one. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I was at the Stern Pinball launch party for Ghostbusters, which is their newest game that just came out. Based on... Nice. With the Lady Ghostbusters? The Lady nope. Ghostbusters? Nope. Oh. Based on the original Ghostbusters. It would be the most um, disliked uh, pinball game in the history of YouTube. <laughs> what? Yes. It, um, yeah. it, it has not been polling well. I, as, as an editor, uh, I did wince at the... Uh, how long a lot of those action sequences sit um, and they did it was fat it was technically a bad trailer now whether or not that vitriol was born of let's go back to being the like machine. what did you do with my ghostbusters yes good okay. good point but so, let's go back to the pinball machine the, <laughs> no, more you started this. this you try you pushed me down on that path so uh ghostbusters just came out it's the newest uh, machine from stern pinball and they are one of the last major manufacturers of pinballs They're actually based in chicago and so uh, they've just come out with this new game, and it is fantastic and outrageously difficult. Oh yay! Um, it is. Um, it has. It was designed by uh, a famed designer named John Trudeau, and he used what he called the Trudeau gap, which is the flippers are set just millimeters wider apart than they normally would oh, be. Oh, that motherfucker! And, oh, fuck that guy! Uh, <laughs> and so the and oh, they're man, also they're also angled in his life. Uh, slightly more down, so ah. it changes the angle that you play it at. Trudeau! It is. It also features double metal rails for both outlanes, which make it almost impossible to nudge out of an outlane. It is, and the the right ramp on it is called the PKE ramp, and it is the most seductive shot in pinball I've ever seen. It is maybe two hairs wider than a pinball, and if you can hit this shot, it blows up the what game a piece higher of than you. Shit. It is also. Uh, the most beautiful game Stern has made in years. It is designed by uh, a like a really famous uh, like sort of like indie illustrator uh, named Jeremy Packer. They call him Zombie Yeti. So the art on this machine is flawless. It actually has Ernie Hudson doing custom callouts for it, and in the the premium and limited edition versions, the magnet or excuse me, the slingshots have been replaced with magnets. So there are no physical moving parts it's just magnets that send the ball from the slingshots Whoa. so uh i i played it in it against gorgeous. it looks the, really cool the two sharp brothers who's uh here's a fun fact um pinball was illegal for a long time mm-hmm. and uh sure. in, in chicago and in new york because it had mob ties and people thought it would corrupt the youth and they also thought it wasn't it was, a game was a of skill game, it was a game yeah. of chance yeah so a man named roger sharp um, played pinball for Congress to prove that it was a game of skill, and he called his shots like the ba- he's the babe of pinball, <laughs> and he actually uh, saved pinball and made it legal. His two sons are ranked in the top twenty worldwide, and uh, I lost to one of them last night uh, <laughs> in the, uh, in the well, thing. Yeah, it's I'm a, ranked- It's cool that you know him, but I could have lost to him too. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's a it's a great game. Look for it on location wherever you're at. Um, if I may give you just a, a brief uh, helpful tutorial on what to look for, yeah, you want to uh, you want to uh, get the storage facility multi ball. Keep your balls alive. Get a ball saver. Get a get your add a ball. Then uh, you want to capture a hundred ghosts. Once you get to a hundred ghosts, then you then play in a, a mass hysteria multi ball, which you uh, it inverts your flippers so they they flip the left switch flips the right I flipper hate this guy and so much it is uh it is crazy so i i recommend uh, crossing up your hands so your right hand's on the left uh oh. button and then you play it that way oh, uh Jesus. but good luck it's brutal and the most fun is game it a I've dollar a long play time. is it expensive oh yeah their last ones have been expensive uh well, that's actually not up to stern that's up to the location but yes i'm sure that oh, i like okay. i've i've been playing some of the tournament plays that are a buck 50 or two bucks a play so. oh jesus christ 
but you win money if you do that you win you get you get money Right, so it is anyway, a gambling a- game. All right, cool. Awesome, Nick. That's a really good one. Uh, Chris, what is your uh, culture call for me? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, like many people, I've been watching Game of Thrones. It's back, and I've been enjoying that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there will be spoilers here. So, if you, uh, if you aren't Whoa, that's three kind of episodes... No, no, no. I was saying, if you are less or if you are three episodes or more behind a Game of Thrones, you know, skip ahead a little bit. But Skip ahead two minutes and 15 seconds. Okay. Everyone likes a minutes. specific number. Yeah. So uh, Jon Snow uh, died at the end of season five, oh, season shit. six. He's a dead body. And, uh, you know, they kept wondering, is he going to come back? Is, is magic going to bring him back? Whatever. And this whole off season, John, the guy who plays him, didn't cut his hair. And he said, oh, yeah, I can cut my hair anytime. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And, like, he kept being spotted near filming locations. Like, oh, yeah, I have to play a dead body in some scenes. So I'm just I'm wandering around. And it's true. For the first few episodes, he was a dead body. Uh, but And he was trying to keep it so close to the vest. He actually did a lie detector test at Rolling Stone. Are you coming back for this show? What? Is this character back? And he's like, no, not coming back. Not a White Walker. None of this stuff. And then he came back. It was all a big lie. And uh, and well, he, I do like it was sort of one of those. Press. I, I didn't like it when Yacht did it, but I like it when a guy from Game of Thrones does it because it's all <laughs> it's all it's fiction anyway. Yeah, and it turns out the lie, de- lie detector was uh, was a faux lie detector that they had tampered with, which is pretty funny. Oh, that is And cool. uh, there's just a bunch of stuff that um, you know he had done. But I found out uh, there was an interview on Jimmy Fallon where he had actually gotten out of a speeding ticket by telling the cop, hey, I'll tell you what really happened. And I think <gasps> really? that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, we have to go. That's it for this week's Culture Call. Thank you guys so much for explaining all this cool shit to me. If you've got something out there, listeners, that you haven't bothered to learn all the way about but want would like Tanya or Chris or nick to explain it to you hit us up facebook twitter or uh, by email and we'll do another culture call soon oh and for the sake of uh corrections the the thing that you should know is that lil kim got a boatload of plastic surgery and is virtually unrecognizable so just in case you hadn't already taken yourself to the internet to get the right information about that wow Whoa. All right. Okay. Yeah. And go to read-weep.com slash Amazon whenever you buy stuff online and a percentage of your purchase supports this show. This message is brought to you by Dave, who doesn't want to get a real job. I'm practicing my art, Laura. Announcing mini podcasts is what I love. Oh, sure. Your art. I don't love going to work every day, but somebody needs to get us health insurance. Sorry, could you guys finish this elsewhere? No way, No way, way high, high voice. voice. All right, uh, so now we have time for a lightning top five because we, we are running long. So uh, first up, several people wanted to know what color rain we'd rather see. Mm. If rain isn't clear, it could be purple, it could be any color. What color would you like your rain to be? Mm. I'll go first. I'll I would like uh, a multicolored rain because then it would be like the rainbows are falling. And then when there's a rainbow, it's just black. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That bums me it's out. dark as shit, man. I was going to go with, like, what color do you want rain to be? Rosé. That'd be great. Ooh, I want that one. you want one. it to actually just, taste like rosé? It doesn't have to, mm, but nope, just giving everybody, like, a, like, a little blush quality through, yeah. the, through the rain light would be good. Oh, be really flattering cool. as fuck, too. See everybody rose through rose-colored colored dro- wind, uh, raindrops. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Nick, do you have a favorite color of rain? I want, uh, yeah, I want carbonated rain oh, yeah. i want it to be clear, clear but with bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> i want bubble rain so like bubble if you zoom rain. in on a, a single drop of rain there are little tiny bubbles going up it as it falls yeah i want to like i want to s- open my mouth in the rain and you have just a little bit of little bubbly S- sound like uh, a snap crackle pop i love it uh number two 
David wants to know uh, on Facebook, I want to know if all women want their suitors to act like bizarre, vaguely abusive man-children, or is that specific to Apollonia? Also, he adds, aren't those concert scenes terrific? Oh, I mean, the so concert terrific. scenes are ter- terrific. I think Apollonia tolerates the abusive man-child uh, for, because on, uh, underneath it all, he's Prince. He doesn't really talk to her ever, so it doesn't seem like they have a lot in common so much well, as he deserves They do it. cut to like a sort of a dream sequence of them in a field like laughing and touching each other's necks. So you sort of imagine that <laughs> in the same way that we were supposed to fill in like hours of conversation between Edward and Bella that, you know, at some point they did talk to each other. <laughs> it was not, not all just neck touching. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Relationships have been founded on less. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Name one. Uh arranged marriages <laughs> that's true <laughs> technically that is definitely true i don't know sorry I, I did not have a lot of quick draw a lot of yeah a lot of uh, name any marriage that was quickly annulled i imagine that that wasn't founded on much uh yeah, yeah i mean founded on like one of us is prince is pretty stable that's pretty exciting yeah. uh yeah. so wikipedia had this great quote this is number three this is from me wikipedia had this awesome quote initially the script was to be much darker and more coherent which i really like huh. uh as a summary of what the movie could have been so uh, I don't know if we want to do the darker version, but like, what's the m- most coherent story we'd like to see out of Purple Rain where we get to keep all of the concert uh, scenes? It just turns into the ascendancy of, of Prince as a musician that people really enjoy coming to see perform. Oh, man. I, <laughs> like, no, he I, just I, keeps playing at that club and people just keep showing up. I would love and then he to plays see a bigger venue. And then or they go on tour. It's, yeah. it's a world tour of The Kid I'm, and the I'm Revolution and Morris Day and the Time. Because that venue is like famous for launching acts and it's just the kind of venue that I've never been to. I've never seen anything like. And I, I would be fascinated to see more like behind the scenes of what it's actually like doing the grind where you're playing that cool of music, but you're doing it seven nights a week. Yeah, yeah that would be really interesting. I completely agree with you. And you're always trying to write new songs because you want the same people are coming back to the club and they've already heard all your hits. You know, Nick, what were you going to say? Oh, I wanted to see, like, I think it would be fun if one of the rival groups was Michael Jackson. I think if he had to, like, battle Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a uh, who's got the better one glove uh, jump kick dance off. I would love no, that. No, the answer's show. Michael. I mean, the answer's Michael. But, uh, yeah. but long game, though. Long game, though, it's Prince. Yeah, I do <laughs> think true. Prince wins the long game on this. <laughs> he did win the long game by about, what, 10 years? Yeah. Eight years? Not, Not just on longevity, years. but also, like, yeah. publicity. Sure. I also like who's got if it was if it was like who owns a bigger theme park that would go to Michael again. Yeah, but hmm. Michael was not in in 1984. Michael Jackson was not a anybody you could think of as being a house band at a club in Minneapolis. Right? No, that would be rough stuff. Yeah, yeah. that would. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, question number four: What is making these doves cry? What's bumming them out so much? Spousal abuse. abuse. Is it abuse? Is it? Yeah. The doves yeah. are really concerned about that. Yeah, because they would have been like... released at a wedding, and now they're like, "We got released for this. We're all this is what's going on." They're romantics, yeah. all the doves. And the dove is the symbol of peace. They don't like all this violence, Alex. Oh, that's a good point. That's fair. I just heard. It. I was listening to a podcast about uh, uh, pigeons the other day. Dude, apparently, pigeons and doves used to all be one creature. We just had the one name for them, and then mm-hmm. we just decided to call the ones we didn't like pigeons. But it's yes. like one, it's one species and we're just like, no, nah, fuck those. They're pigeons now. Have I mean, if you think about it, doves got it worse. You. They get trapped until somebody gets married and they yeah, also they get squished. They get squished by mu- magicians? magicians. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They do. Pigeons live the life. It's just free and open. <laughs> just free hot dogs, hot dogs yeah. and shitting on tourists. Yeah. They're just considered the rats of the sky. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not the used worst. to be a symbol of the aristocracy. Yeah. Said that sometimes podcast they, that I also listen to. Yeah. Sometimes they get eaten by rats, which is totally upsetting. Uh, which known as rats of the ground. <laughs> Fun yeah. fact about rats. All right, that's the game of top five, yeah. you guys. Uh, top five. We're going to now do, go right into our minor compliment. We're going in reverse order. So, Goose, you're up first. Hmm. What's your last nice thing you're going to say about this? Uh, the movie Purple Rain. I think... I, I love the the influence that Purple Rain has had on on so much going forward in terms of in terms of fashion, in terms of performance, in terms of music. I, it's so fun to for years and years be obsessed with a movie like Velvet Goldmine and then watch something like this and be like, no, oh, <laughs> that's hi. where you got a lot of that. From. <laughs> Todd Haynes, I see you. <laughs> that's just like such a joy. It's it's <laughs> really and it is. It's fun to just continue to put together like kind of reverse engineer this culture puzzle from all of these these things that you see you know mentioned in other places and then find out where they come from. Yeah. It's just it was a really it was a really excellent experience. That's awesome. My my minor compliment is uh, Minneapolis cooler than you'd think yeah or uh less snowy than you'd think well, city of lakes. Warmer, warmer. yeah city of lakes that may or may not be the lake you're supposed to get naked in <laughs> yeah. and uh but also just like the, that music scene and the kind of people who come out of minneapolis i don't know sometimes i forget about minneapolis like i think i think minneapolis is pretty slept on as a pretty as a cool place and then it turns yeah. out every once in a while someone says something about minneapolis i'm like oh shit yeah that's pretty cool yeah i think minneapolis prefers it that way i don't think they want to be in the public eye oh they're secret you know? cool yeah, yeah they pretend cool. they're only half of a city even. They only have half an airport. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Like uh, Dallas. You're not yeah. fooling anybody, Fort Worth. Come on. Yeah, yeah right. You're, you think you can play in Dallas's league? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, cities. Yeah, the other cities are different than you. <laughs> I think we might have found a gap in Goose's knowledge now. She seems less <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I felt like I needed to get in that mix. <laughs> Geography is definitely Geography. a gap. <laughs> the cutthroat word of, world of Minneapolis music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Chris, your minor compliment. What is it? Oh, wow. Already to me. Okay. Um, That's how three works (laughs) after one and two. I guess so. Uh, So at a certain point during his rage at his father, Prince pulls down a series of wooden shelves that have precarious numbers of mason jars and other things on them. And that, that looked like a lot of fun to do out of rage, out of fake rage. Uh, I have always wanted. This is one of my like bucket list for acting is to be in a movie where you get to pull over a lot of shelves and just yeah pull over a shelf that pulls down another shelf. Oh, oh so man. fun! Yeah, domino shelves. Ugh, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I, just any like time someone gets to wreck a scene, and, and in uh, in Lemonade, she gets to wreck a bunch of cars. Oh yeah, that was a fun. Indeed. That'd be a fun day shooting. Man. For sure. Nick? Yeah, you gotta... Just, oh, I just love the sound of broken glass. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, pretty rad. My minor compliment is for the screenplay of Purple Rain, and I would like to play a game the next In time mind. I like get to see it, as I'd like to do a fine command for every time the screenplay says... Apollonia stares longingly at a stage um, <laughs> and to see like how many times I'm guessing it appears no less than a dozen times. She yeah, it is, stage the way she I really wants every... that fame. She yeah, she does. <laughs> she, she stares at stages the way I stare at donut shops when I walk by. She's you know, like, mm, it's a picture tragic, myself it's in you. Of, and and when you think about it like rewritten as like a rom-com from her perspective, it's oh. it's a dark ending. Yeah, it is. Although she does not get the success that she's been shooting for, she loses, no. but she kind of wins. I don't know because everybody wins. She gets a Prince. boyfriend. Oh yeah. come on! Yeah, that's a very eighties resolution. No, I mean like I mean she wins because we all win because Prince exists 
and he didn't get fired and stop playing music. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know that like existing happily in somebody else's shadow is like a really great ending for you. Well, I like <laughs> to think I like to think this movie the ending was about Prince and it was mostly focusing on his journey. And then if we were to watch her journey, the next step is mysterious fourth band that none of us have heard of gets fired, and Apollonia Six goes on to make one decent record that gets one kind of hit, but also is the worst song on the. That's movie. what you know what it is. That's what this movie was missing is the resolution uh, text overlay, yeah. Sort of uh, yeah. the wrap up. Oh, where yeah, like, yeah. everybody. Where they show stills of all the cast and yeah. like what their character went on to do later. Yeah, right. And that's and that would have been the, her journey. Is that we didn't we we didn't have time to see it because that wasn't the she wasn't the protagonist that we were the following. The butler now but plays for the Chicago it, Cubs. What are the way? Yeah. What are the yeah. ways that this movie could have been improved by being more like Can't Hardly Wait? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apollonia is now a trained anesthesiologist i would really like it i like the ending to sandlot where they're like walking and he's like i hear he's doing pretty well where it's like even the, like the narrator doesn't actually know what happens to them well, yeah. that's yeah i like that touch too yeah. little little winsome nice little sadness yeah um who else do you want to find out about i like to i want to hear the butler i want good things to happen to him <laughs> yeah morris to day is, has recently appeared in a kevin smith movie <laughs> <laughs> sure i want to know what happens to the club owner because yeah. he was wearing he was wearing what felt like a very like oh gosh I'm gonna forget their name. Um, well, he's wearing a velour tracksuit. D12. It looks oh, a, yeah. like a, his hat always reminded me of, of D12, the rap group that was in cahoots with Eminem for a long time. Yeah, yes. it's made up of Eminem yeah. and eleven other people. <laughs> his power nod during Purple Rain is one of my favorite parts of the thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. this song, <laughs> this song. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's finally, it's it's reaching peak success. The club owner thinks it's good. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about the book Star Wars Heir to the Empire. Yeah. Oh, I'm man, excited, I am Chris. sad I missed this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's the first book of the trilogy that's commonly thought to be the best of the Star Wars Expanded Universe Now Legends series of novels. Uh, it's going to be pretty yeah. fun. Sponsored by Kyle from Seattle, who says, It's a Star Wars book, and I've read more than 50 Star Wars books because I'm a big nerd, and this book is not as bad as it could be. <laughs> nice selling point, Kyle. I cannot wait. So that is next week. Stay tuned for that. Um... Also, really, just a quick uh, programming note. Uh, of, you may recall about a year and a half ago, Ezra and I talked about writing a novel. And we wrote, like, a rough draft of this novel. Uh, we have finished our second draft now. It's been a while, but we're back at it. And the, it's actually going to come out this summer. So we're going to have... Wow. Stay tuned. What? This summer, it will be time for mummies? It will be time for mummies. Well, that's, the, that's point number one, is that we've been calling it It's Time for Mummies, which is not a great title for a book. So we uh, are going to be looking for a new title. So I need your help. I need your suggestions for what a, a young adult romance where the girl falls in love with a sexy mummy and she doesn't realize he's a mummy. What that book ooh, should ooh, be called. Dusty Touches. <laughs> <laughs> now, dusty, di- dusty Diddles. <laughs> Dusty Diddling diddles. Dusty. Not a Dusty terrible, Diddles. Not bad. I think with this case Unwrap closed, don't heart. submit your suggestions. <laughs> Unwrap my heart. Yeah, is my heart good, is actually good. Uh, so <laughs> I want to hear your suggestions. So go to Facebook or Twitter uh, or send us an email, uh, podcast at read.com. Let us know what you think 
our, ti- our t- new title for the novel, Dusty Diddles, should actually be. Um, whew, I can't believe you nailed that so fast, Goose. That was really good. Um, anyway, so that's coming out, and I'm very excited about it. You're going to hear a lot about it in the upcoming days, so uh, in the next couple months. So uh, buckle up. Get ready. It's almost time for mummies. Thank you for being here, as always, at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh, uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. My heart is made of persimmons. Everybody go to the t- at the Tanya Best and let her know, or find us on Facebook and email, and just let her know how much you enjoyed her being full goose for an episode. It has been such a delight. Uh, I think Pete Goose is, is come and gone. I, I'm nervous about this, guys. I don't know that I it think, went very well. Well, no, I think it went great. I think people are going to love it. And it, if we were to do it a bunch of times, then it'd be like the goose is jumping over a shark. But if we... Oh, yeah, no, this is your one goose. Treasure. You're demoted from golden goose to silver goose. <laughs> it's not bad. Silver this goose is a goose good. that used to be super cool when nobody liked it that much, and now everybody knows about it, and we can't be into it anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's how people This has been fun. But thank I, you all for, and thank you for all the meat buddies and cutlets who voted. And Nick, hey, at Nick's funeral. Thanks for being here, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I love seeing you guys. Always such a pleasure yeah. to talk to you. What is uh, going on on the internet for you right now? Oh, uh, some cool things. Uh, so I think I mentioned that I had helped make a, a television pilot yeah. a little while back. Uh, we are having our world premiere at the Hoboken International Film Festival next month. Um, oh, we got in, and so we're in. We are in uh, contention for a couple other ones. We're also in the finals for a Chicago uh, pilot competition, so there's some cool stuff happening. Uh, it's called Win the Internet. It You can't see anything. Uh, actually, if you go to winthenetshow.com, you can watch the trailer uh, that we made for it. And um, You're in that trailer. I saw you. I am. I also edited <laughs> that trailer, and I helped uh, write the show, and um, it's, it's a whole, like, it's me and the... The gentlemen who make Planet Town. Uh, we have a web series that you can check out. It's called at planettownfilms.com. Um, but yeah, I also started a new blog because I like those all the time. Uh, you can check out uh, nowplayinglp.com where I just talk about my record collection and what it meant to me at that point in my life. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Star Wars next week, guys. Bye.